Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, as we said before, we're going to flag off our program. Diving into crypto today, the Thursday, the 7th of July, is flagging off this program with uh, the co-founder of Adlunum, uh, a master tokenomist and advisor for various projects. Uh, he's uh, been quoted numerous times in various publications like Cointelegraph, Bitcoin Talk, and, and so on. Uh, a well-known person uh, in the crypto space has been a blockchain speaker as well. Give us a reaction since I know that you you may be putting your hands together, you may be freaking your head out, uh, but give us a reaction on on Twitter Spaces to offer a warm welcome to Jason Fernandez. Jason, hey. Hey, hi, everybody. Thanks so much for that introduction, Jervis. How's everybody doing today? Woohoo. Well, it looks it looks awesome. The room the room is filling up and people are people are jumping in. So that's that's absolutely fantastic. And uh, Jason, I'm so glad to have you have you on the show today. I know that you know we may obviously um, we've seen a lot of your work. We've seen uh, a, a lot of what you do and in, in the space. But the room is filling up with with people who want to know uh, so much about tokenomics. And ladies and gentlemen, before we we start, I, I want to share with you that the views expressed by the speaker, of course, belong to to, to himself, and that all information shared is for education purposes primarily. Right. So that being said, this is JP from Adlunum INC speaking to you about Web3. Let's get started. Jason, before we begin, please tell us a little about what drew you into the Web3 world. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I first heard about Bitcoin around 2013, actually 2012, started uh, writing about it around 2013. Um, and, and just the idea of sort of... Uh, uh, the the democratizing force that cryptocurrency can be, uh, like f just for the world in general, I just thought that was really uh, attractive to me. Like I was a political science major in college, you know, uh, democracy is something that I that I you know uh, firmly believe in as a value, and I think that you know uh, capitalism and 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 democracy sometimes sort of you know not work the best together. And I think democratizing money, the way cryptocurrency does, is probably sort of one of the best, uh, uh, the best ways to, uh, the best, that's great hope for the world, basically, I would say. Okay, and, and that is that is something that drew you into it. Was it, you know, you, you stumble onto it along the way in your journey in your, your, your journey in tech. Is, is that what happened? Yeah, I mean, I was a columnist uh, for Globe Asia magazine. Um, so I, I would write columns, uh, and then I think it was like a six month period where I wrote like three columns about Bitcoin. And I also wrote uh, a few articles about Bitcoin in some national magazines in India uh, around, this was around, um, I want to say 12, 2013. Um, and so basically that that's kind of what, what drew me in. Awesome, awesome. It uh, seems to be that it's uh, a classic case of, of somebody that's just found their love as they were doing things that they enjoyed in, you know, they found something new to love uh, as they were going through uh, the journey of, of finding uh, this journey in tech, right? And it's, it's absolutely wonderful. So 
Jason, a lot of us in this room, uh, to be honest, me, I'm, I'm one of these persons as well. The moment I hear the word tokenomics, uh, I, you know, uh, I, I think about numbers, I think about the economy, uh, putting the two of those things together. Uh, and, but I know it's important, right? And, and I know that this is a space that you can shed some light on. So uh, very briefly, uh, but on a broad level, Jason, what is tokenomics and what is not tokenomics? Sure, that's a great question. Um, so, so tokenomics is uh, well, let's let, let's start with sort of a traditional uh, equity-based company, like let's say a Web two point company. Uh, the the mm -hmm. focus of Web two point companies, uh, for example, was to grow uh, uh, grow value in their equity. So, for example, if you're an investor. Uh, an equity-based investor in a company like like a traditional Web 2.0 company, uh, the company is structured in such a way that that value accrues uh, to to equity holders. Now, in in a Web 3 company, particularly where cryptocurrency uh, and and tokens are sort of like the main um, the the main area where value is generated, uh, it's you, you really have to sort of reimagine your business uh, from the perspective of you know, having a token uh, and, and building value in that token to where everything that you do, all the utility and value that you provide uh, to users uh, go towards a, uh, a token. And because oftentimes that token is uh, limited in supply, uh, the value basically hasn't, ha the only way for value to be expressed is for that token to go, to, to, to go up in price over time. Uh, and so essentially constructing uh, a, a token that, you know, uh, is particularly when it comes to utility tokens, because, you know, security tokens, uh, are, uh, you know, can often be fairly easy. They, they are just basically equity tokens for the most part. Uh, oftentimes they, they refer to, you know, uh, a, a security, but, it, but a utility is, is, is interesting because you actually have to build that utility uh, on your own platform and, and make it attractive to where people would want to have a token to access, you know, various, uh, various parts of that platform. So, so that's sort of, you know, the, 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 the crux is like sort of developing, um, developing utility in a token and then locking that, lock, locking that token to, to where all, all value accrues, uh, and uh, into that token, and the token rises up in price over time. Okay, okay. So, so the more utility that you have, based on how you design the the function of your token, uh, you know, that's that's obviously the first thing that that is the baseline of what tokenomics is, right? So, um, assume I'm a, a new project, and new projects come to Adlunum, you know, almost every day. Uh, talking about how they want to launch the the next biggest thing since sliced bread. Uh, into into the the entire Web three universe, right? Uh, so what are some of the things that a project, if they want to build their token, right? They, they want to build their tokenomics. Uh, what are some of the things they should keep in mind, Jason? So, uh, so tokenomics uh, uh, it can it mean two things. Uh, one is sort of uh, token utility. So, what is what are the uh, the the utility that 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 token uh, provides uh, access to? Uh, and it can also mean sort of like token architecture, or token distribution. Uh, colloquially speaking, for some reason, I've noticed uh, lately uh, a lot of people tend to conflate the two, and it's and and see sort of refer to tokenomics as as more just token distribution. Uh, but mm -hmm. but I think we'll we'll focus on token utility because I think I think that's that's. Uh, uh, the the core here, right? So in terms of um in 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 terms of designing 
a good token utility. Uh, the, mm. Again, it comes down to trying to figure out what is what is your business model. Uh, like like any comp- like any company, you know, whether you're Web two, Web one, uh, you you have a particular business model. You have a way, presumably, to make money, and then you have you know. Uh, uh, essentially you have your users that can help you sort of uh, grow uh, and, and help grow the ecosystem because, you know, oftentimes like the network effect and, and things like that uh, uh, govern that you're only as, as useful as, you know, the number of users that you have and, and, and based on how active they are and things like that, like certain metrics. So, so the idea is to try to figure out what is, um, uh, what are the, what are the factors that benefit uh, uh, that that benefit me as a company. So, what are the what are the things that that can help me grow? Uh, and and you incentivize that. It's it's very similar to you know a country. A country might say, hey, uh, uh, we have you know we have all this cash. Let's say you know, and, and they're trying to figure out a way to oh. distribute it. So they'll say they'll say, okay, you know, if you work if you work uh, you know, eight hour days, uh, and, and, and you work really hard, we'll give you a certain amount because obviously it's in society's interest for people to, to be productive on the flip side. You know, if you run a red light, we're going to take some of those, those tokens away. Uh, so in a similar way, uh, you, you, you would construct your, your own tokenomics to sort of incentivize, uh, people that are good actors and, and help grow the economy and disincentivize actions that would, uh, basically do the opposite of that. And so creating, creating utility uh, is one thing as in sort of providing a service that people want, but then you also have to create the set of incentives that would encourage people to, you know, uh, uh, that, that would encourage people to behave uh, as, as good actors. And then you create a set of disincentives uh, for them to, you know, uh, to not do anything bad, essentially. So that's sort of the, the crux of, of, of constructing these things. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So you, to, to summarize a, a little of what you said, just so that we, we have a good understanding, um, the utility is going to be based, of course, on the number of people in the community that are actually using your token. Um, that utility, you know, you, you want to keep that, you want to keep the design of that in mind um, to, to supplement good actors, right? So not supplement, I mean, to, to complement good actors and let them continue that. And, for, you know, well, the actions that uh, restrict you token, you want to limit those. Uh, well, it's not, sure it's not, that. yeah, well, it's not, it's not that, you know, uh, in every situation, uh, you know, more people or more engaged people uh, make your ecosystem uh, better. Although that's, that is generally speaking, you know, true for, for most companies, but you could also create, you could also create, uh, basically building utilities is actually building use, use cases for your token. So if I have the token, what can I do to spend it? Uh, so that, that, that becomes, that's what sort of building token utility is. And then, you know, you create a set of uh, incentives at, uh, to grow, you know, your ecosystem. Uh, and then obviously a set of disincentives to, to, uh, to prevent people from, from, basically to provide bad actors and so like creating those incentives you know uh, go sort of hand in hand with with token utility okay so uh jason i'm sorry we lost you there for a little bit you know it 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 did sound um the 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 voice didn't come across what you're trying to say uh didn't sound as clear uh could you could you brief that once again uh you know and hopefully we're going to get that sound across and your ideas across really clearly sure uh can you get can you hear me now um, still sounds like uh, you're part of the Transformers team. 
Uh, how about now? Okay. Uh, Jason, can you try that once again? Uh, is it yes, this now? is. Okay. All right. Much better. All right. Sure, go for it. So, so, so to answer your question, uh, what I said is that it's it, it's not necessary that in every model. Uh, uh, it matters that much how many uh, uh, users that you have and how engaged there are. They are. I mean, you could have mm -hmm. you could have a business use case where it's just a question of building utility. So, token utility is like what is a utility? What is a use case for this token? So, if I have the token, where can I spend it? How can I spend it? What do I get from spending it? Uh, that's sort of like the key thing mm -hmm. of of the token utility. Now, often oftentimes, you know, we we, we see that. Uh, that that network that the network effect is important not not necessarily in every company but but i would say this is true for at least 80 or 90 percent of companies and so part of what you want to do with your with your tokens is incentivize people that help grow that economy that, that ecosystem and and grow that network okay 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 so that i i believe that 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 summarizes it for for us about this particular question that we had uh the next one jason is uh you know to pick up a little on what you, you mentioned before, you mentioned, of course, tokenomics, token architecture and token distribution. And sometimes, you know, they just use interchangeably. But I want to dwell a little on token distribution. Right. And how do you see that token distribution affecting a project? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, it, it matters uh, matters massively, right? So, so the first thing that's important is to try to figure out how much you're raising. Right. Uh, so and you only want to raise. Right. You want to raise sort of the uh, factors that you want to consider is one that you want to consider your burn rate, uh, and you want to be basically be able to to survive for at least a couple of years, maybe three years, you know, it, uh, in mm -hmm. in a down market. So so that becomes one of the factors that you look at to, to determine how much you're raising in total. The other thing is that you don't want to raise any more than absolutely necessary because uh, the okay. assumption is when when those tokens hit an exchange. Uh, that they will, mm -hmm. you know, jump up in value significantly. So uh, anything that you sell now, uh, you're doing it at, at presumably a, a, a pretty steep discount vis-a-vis -vis introducing that liquidity later. So uh, your focus is to sort of spend, you know, to Jason, raise... sorry. Um, I wanted to... Jason, I'm so sorry. We kind of lost you there for a bit and you're saying something extremely interesting where you said that, you know, you're... You're at a you're at a point where you're already offering this at a discount. Uh, could you could you take it back uh, from there, please, once again? So I said you have to consider basically how much you're raising. Um, that's really important, uh, and and essentially one of the factors that you look at is sort of your burn rate, uh, and and try to determine mm -hmm. you know uh, how does how to stay alive for at least two or three uh, three years in, in a down market. So mm -hmm. that's sort of one of the factors that you consider in terms of how much you want to raise. But you never want to raise um, any more than absolutely necessary because as as I mentioned, uh, you're effectively the assumption is that once those tokens start trading, uh, that that uh, that they will massively jump up in value. So whatever you sell now, you're selling essentially at a massive discount. Right. Uh, so Jason, we, we got up to the point at which uh, you don't want to raise too much money. Uh, the, the point at which you, you know, that this, this happens is you're already going to, you know, the assumption is that once the tokens start trading, they're going to go up in value tremendously. Right. And uh, at this particular point, 
what's happening is that you don't want to, because you're, you're giving these tokens out, you're, go, you're giving them out at a, at a discount. So we've got up to that part and please go ahead. Okay, I, it looks like it. Uh, it looks a little like uh, Jason's getting back uh, to Twitter Spaces. Uh, sometimes these glitches do happen, ladies and gentlemen. But I know that so far, you know, whatever he's he shared has been has been spectacular. So take this, take it, uh, take a moment and give him a reaction uh, right now, right? And Jason, let us know when you when you're back in the room. Hi, Jarvis. Can you hear me now? Okay. So I can, loud and clear. Go for it. Okay. Uh, um, could you tell me the last thing you heard? Yeah. So the the last the last part was the the point at which you know you don't want to you don't want to get overcapitalized because you're or rather you don't want to take too much money because uh, you're already offering the tokens at a, at a discount at this point. Yeah, that's true. So, but you also want don't want to raise too little money because if you're raising you know uh, anything less than uh, you know, two or three million, uh, like closer to to the three million range, uh, then mm -hmm. you might you might be sending you know uh, a wrong message to retail investors who because because a lot of times they'll figure that you can't you're not raising that money because you can't raise that money, uh, and and that's a problem uh -huh. because uh, basically no matter how much money you raise in 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 these private rounds, uh, the the mm -hmm. the the end goal is sort of the retail investors at the other end of this sort of rainbow. Uh, and and the retail investors mm -hmm. on the other end, what they're looking at is they're looking at you know which are the companies, the institutional investors that that have invested in you. Because keep in mind, these uh, these retail mm -hmm. investors are not tokenomics experts, right? They don't understand token architecture, but they presume that institutional investors, you know, the institutional investors do. So ideally, they're looking for. Uh, they're looking for crypto specific investors. They're looking for investors that have a track record of understanding, you know, the deep, the, the deep uh, uh, ins and outs of tokens, because growing a token is not the same as growing a company. I mean, you could have a situation where the company is growing in value, uh, but that value is not accruing to the token. So, so, uh, oh. so right. Yeah. So it, it just depends on where that value is, is, is created. So that's why in, in web three, uh, uh, identifying uh, the, the, the factors that influence the price of, of a token and in, ensuring that there's enough utility is sort of like one of the, the, the main steps in, in, in deciding when to invest. And so institutional investors make this, make this decision based off of you know, years of experience mm -hmm. and, and, and sort of retail investors take their cue from them. So if you raise less than like you know, 3 million or, or so, uh, you, you're sending mm -hmm. a message that, you know, um, uh, that, that maybe you can't raise more money and institutional investors are not so comfortable. On the flip side of that, if you raise significantly more than that, let's say you're raising like four or five million, and, and you don't have a really good, you don't have a really good um, uh, reason for doing that. As an investor, uh, you know, we'd look at that and go, "Hey, uh, why is he raising that extra million uh, at such a deep discount? Because if he thinks this token is going to, you know, ten x at launch, then then he wouldn't be selling an extra million on this. There was there was some other reason that we don't know about yet." Wow, that 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 sounds that sounds like something extremely important that projects have to keep in mind. Uh, Jason, could you elaborate a little more on maybe some of the strategies that companies can use as they price each stage of their token? Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, 
Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so, so generally speaking, uh, you know, like I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of token distributions, and what you want to what you want to do is you want to ensure that your seed round uh, isn't too far off uh, isn't too far off from your um, uh, from your from your public round. So generally, you can have a jump uh, in excess of of two two point five x or three x from your seed round mm-hmm. to your to your public round. The reason being that the people at the public round generally if, if they see that on your token tokenomics, they, they would usually be uh, take take that uh, pretty badly because they would say, hey, what what just what happened in the last two months to massively grow your right. value? Uh, you know, three, four X. Like how, how did that happen in, in the in mm-hmm. usually in, in, a, in what is usually a very short period of time. And and why and, and if, if nothing has happened, then why is it that we are paying such a premium vis a vis, you know, the seed investors? So so that's something that's sort of your your two your your two uh, margins or bookends is sort of your seed round and then the public round, and so that's you you want to make sure that 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 there's there's not more than a two point five x you know multiple. Although mm-hmm. you know there's no hard and fast rule, of course you know people it, it varies, but generally speaking, you know anything more than that, and and you you'll start having a lot of pushback from from public investors. So so then when you look at when you go into your seed round, your seed round. Uh, I mean, usually you're probably be raising somewhere around, let's say, 500 k is, is about average in, in terms of a seed round. And we're raising 500 k. Okay. Uh, uh, but the, the seed round is supposed to propel you into your. So usually you might have a seed round, a private round, you might, and then a public round, or you might have a seed round two, private round one, private round two, and then a public round, or maybe a seed round, mm-hmm. private round one, and then maybe a strategic round, and then a public, uh, and then a public round. So each sort of each round is supposed to propel you into the next, uh, and that's because mm-hmm. you know investors that you get in the previous round are supposed to push you push you off into the into the next round. So in your let's say you have your seed round, uh, you know if you're raising five hundred thousand uh, dollars at at let's say you know um, the minimum that's that an investor would would uh, you know that a that a institutional investor would be interested in. For, mo- for the most part in getting into projects would be somewhere around 50k so at 500,000 right. you basically have 10 seats in your seed round um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, t- to begin with now you know sometimes you know you're already down to eight or, or, or nine because you've taken in some funding from like friends and friends and family and, and other close friends so you're really already down right. to like eight or eight or nine uh, seats now the assumption is mm-hmm. that or, or at least what you hope for is that every investor brings like three investors in the next round so if you if you right. um, if you have three rounds, which is a uh, seed, private, public, uh, mm-hmm. uh, then 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 your seed round. Uh, let's say you have ten investors there, then you have a possibility of having thirty possible investors in your in your private round. Of course, it it doesn't right. directly correlate, and oftentimes you know it's much lower than that. But this is what you're sh- mm-hmm. what you're shooting for. So so the thing is, is that every fifty k seed that you give out in your seed round, you know, results in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, you losing p- possible investors by a factor of three in the next round because you know you, you go from thirty to twenty seven to twenty four, yeah. twenty one, and so on. Uh, every time you lose an investor, you know, an institutional investor in the seed round, so you have to be really, really careful with filling up your seed round with like friends and family, or even or even funding your seed round yourself. Like I've had a lot of. A lot of people that I know that said that oh we we self funded that seed round well that's not helping at all because you've you've given up a bunch mm-hmm. of allocation now 
and you know you I, unless you know a bunch of investors that you can bring into the private round you know you're 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 you miscalculated and so oftentimes then you have your 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 private round and the thing is is that like so let's say for example an investor comes in um in the prior in 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 towards the end of the seed round well it's in his interest now to bring other investors to you because as soon as you know uh you have a few uh, uh you have a few investors in the prior round like he can, he can immediately you know on their books effectively that token has already doubled in price you know it's already increased in price anyways because somebody at this moment is paying more for it than than they did so that's sort of why each round propels you to the next and that's sort of why you know you want to be careful with how you structure this and and ensure that there's sort of like uh, enough meat on the bone for for each round all the way up to the public round. I think it was going to be sort of uh, how does each stage of the token uh, price impact investing, uh, and I sort of and I sort of uh, touched on that. I, I guess I basically answered that in my previous question in terms of how each uh, at, at each stage you know uh, it's supposed to propel you to the next base of 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 the price. Um, another question is sort of what can projects do uh, to keep their to keep their token prices high, and I think like the focus the focus behind that would be um, uh, it's it's like focusing on price uh, is is generally a losing proposition because the because because tokens sort of go up and down in price and there's no uh, there's there's very little. Um, uh, a lot of this is, is massively due to market forces. Uh, the key thing for projects to, to focus on uh, is building utility into their token and building use cases uh, within their token. Like a, a really lazy way to, to do this is um, by focusing a lot on staking. I mean, every project has some some degree where they where where staking is uh, is an option where you can sort of stake tokens uh, and receive a yield, whether that be you know, yield farming or, um, uh, or or even just sort of an APY, uh, but every every project has that, and, and that's fine. But but relying on on a model where uh, where that is sort of the focus, where you just stake tokens and then you get more tokens over time, like that's not that's not super sustainable. The idea is to sort of like build actual utility, actual use cases, like build something that people want to use. Uh, um, uh, using using the uh, you know using using whatever tools you have uh, and then and then essentially they have access to that uh, using their token uh, and so the the key thing is to sort of grow grow those use cases for the token and that's that's sort of the only way uh, you, you can you can go forward. Jervis, uh, are you back? Yep, looks like it. I'm so sorry. I was uh, <laughs> I was the one that had actually dropped off, and um, I had this fantastic speech that I was giving to the audience that obviously nobody could hear. So yeah, that the joke's on me. <laughs> well, now's the time to now's the time to do that. Then. <laughs> right. So I, I was uh, I thought we'd lost you. So I was, I was doing a brief recap on all the topics that we've covered. And I was asking, of course, everybody in the room. And ladies and gentlemen, you can do that right now. Give us some love. Give us a reaction to what you've heard so far. All the topics that, that Jason has covered before we go to the, the second the second part of, uh, you know, a few more questions that we have, right? Okay. So, Jason, I, I believe you were already asked, uh, you know, about how do you keep token prices high, you know, and what are some of the factors that, that, that impact the rise and fall of tokens? Because... In a bear market, you know, everybody wants to know that as an answer, right? Um, 
but that being said, uh, you know, like you said, there, there are some market forces that 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 get into that. So um, do you want to elaborate that on that a little more? Yeah, so I. Uh, sorry, Jason, you're on mute. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, what I said is I did answer that before. That was my previous question. I mean, that was a previous question that I answered. Uh, but but like what I was saying is sort of focusing on prices and losing proposition because a lot of that is due to sort of market conditions. Um, the best thing that you can sort of focus on as a project is uh, on building re utility in your token. So uh, if you're, let's say you're a game, uh, and, and essentially that token is used within your game, the better, the better your game mm -hmm. gets, the more exciting your game gets, the more reasons people will want to use your token. And then the, the scarcer it gets. And obviously, you know, the scarcer a token gets, the, the, the higher the price goes. So usually scarcity is, is, has, it, has, a, has a relationship with price. Uh, the scarcer it is, uh, uh, the price goes up. So you have to sort of building utility that, that will require mm -hmm. users to, to spend that token. Awesome. Okay. So, so the more you, the, the more utility and the creation of scarcity is, is one of the key things that, you know, a project should factor in, uh, in, in their business. Now, Jason, there's a lot of people that, uh, and I, I know that you've probably, um, you know, come across, uh, these projects through your experience, through the time that you've been in the crypto industry, you've seen a lot of transition, right. Of people trying to move from a classic standard, not just web two, but even from a brick and mortar type of business wanting to get into uh, you know either the metaverse or to 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 get into the the web3 space altogether right what are some of the things you you want to tell those guys uh, between being a brick and mortar business and being a web3 business so i mean web3 and and metaverse are essentially uh, uh, two very different concepts right so if if a brick and mortar business wanted to sort of uh, uh, enter Web3, there'd be any number of ways they could sort of do it. Like one one way, if you're talking about solely the metaverse, is of course sort mm -hmm. of building their home and building their home into the in the metaverse. So that would involve sort of buying property and maybe the central land or a sandbox, some of these larger um, uh, uh, metaverses, and then essentially just setting up a. a, a uh, a location over there to where they, they can sort of have where their customers can sort of have a place to come in and and develop develop that community that's that's solely like on a metaverse thing i wouldn't i mean of, of course one could create their own metaverse but i'm not sure what the benefit of that would be for like a, a traditional brand if they if that if being a metaverse wasn't exactly you know, part like core to their business plan, right? So that that would be from the perspective of the metaverse. Now, now if you're talking about like Web three in general, uh, again, it, it 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 pretty much any company uh, can 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 use tokens, you know, to, uh, as a way of doing things, right? So for example, let's look at AMC yeah. movie theaters. Let's look at AMC movie theaters, or or like a, mm -hmm. a, like Inox movie theaters. So for example. You know, uh, you you pay you pay money, and and essentially those are your your, your tickets to like enter the the screening. But you could always basically say, uh, you know, we're not going to accept ticket uh, like uh, purchase of tickets at the door. Uh, instead, you need to own you know uh, these these tokens, uh, and you need to have, own a certain number of tokens before you can watch, mm -hmm. let's say, one movie a week. Or, or if you own, uh, you know, twice or three times that those tokens, you can maybe uh, watch two or three movies uh, 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 a month. 
So you could be on a four right. movie a, a month plan, for example, uh, mm-hmm. and, and essentially you have to stake tokens in order to you know access uh, the, the movie theater. So it could be as simple as that, basically. So it, it just really depends on what their business plan is and kind of what their focus is in terms of like how do we imagine their business from a perspective of you know again building value in that token. Awesome. Okay, uh, Jason, I think that's a that's a classic case of of you know being able to to build a utility for for people to use it uh, and increase mass adoption of you know uh, of crypto in our daily lives. Thank you for that. Okay, um, we also have I think two two questions that are coming in from the audience. Uh, so uh, the first one that that got activated, I believe, is Bushan. Bushan, you have a question. Go for it. Yeah. Uh- Thank you, Jervis. Uh, so, Jason, I would like to understand uh, strategically uh, that if there is a tokenomics design for a product over there, and over a period of time they wanted to switch to the regulated market or you may say the legacy market and wanted to launch their own scripts, shares. So, what are the things need to be kept in mind while designing the tokenomics at the very beginning or there? If they in the future wanted to go uh, try to convert it into the legacy scripts and wanted to launch into one of the available exchanges itself. Sure, that's a great question. So they, they, you can't really convert it uh, from from one to another. So, for example, if you as a company have 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 released tokens, you know, down the line, uh, well, I suppose I suppose you could have some sort of redemption program where basically the people redeem their tokens for uh for your services but but you wouldn't want to do that because you'd see a massive selling pressure because there'd be an entire amount of of people that have bought your tokens let's say for speculation purposes that wouldn't redeem their tokens you know for for a uh for let's say a membership or something into your into your service so so you would see a massive to- uh, drop in token price if you if you try to quote unquote convert it uh so so usually your um uh, if you're if you're as a company uh, you're building value within the token, uh, and then let's say down the line you want to let's say do an equity raise. The thing is, uh, it, it's really important again the the order that you do this in, right? So, for example, the the way you just suggested is probably the, the least objectionable way of of, of doing it. Uh, a lot of times, companies will do a token raise simultaneous to them doing an equity raise, and then from a perspective of somebody who's a who's a token investor, you know, I'm I'm always very suspicious of 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 sort of uh like i i i look at those companies with extreme skepticism let's put it this way because i i wonder because i know that a new company can only provide so much so much utility and if they've got equity investors and they've got token investors then that value is being split between uh between both people because they're essentially serving two masters right um now in contrast let's say you'd 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 launch a project that involved a native token, uh, and and the native token has has already proved its utility, and it has you know a very stable price, let's say a decent price in the market. It's being live traded. Uh, then let's say there is uh, another sort of another uh, avenue for um, uh, for revenue that the company might find. Let's say let, let's say there's a there's a new revenue stream that uh, is 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 easier to access because you have, you know, the token and, and the token business. Uh, and so you have sort of a, 
uh, an easier route to let's say a new business or, or revenue stream, then you might then you might do that re- uh, that revenue stream, and then that revenue would not uh, accrue to the token because let's say your token already has established value. So uh, that revenue would accrue, let's say, to you know the the, the company's coffers in general, uh, and then of course if you did an equity raise post that uh, or or issued shares, then the value would come from uh, that extra revenue stream. However, the value that was already going to the token would be carved out of that. And and people who are owned shares, for example, to the exclusion of tokens, wouldn't have a right to, you know, uh, funds that, that, that came in through the, the, the token model. So it's it becomes very, very complicated, uh, particularly because, you know, generally speaking, it, it would be a, a rare situation where your token is doing so well that you want to have this additional revenue stream, but that that revenue stream doesn't go to the token. It's, it, uh, you know, that would be uh, because, because generally speaking, you'd, you'd, you'd want to create, you, to modify your tokenomics in such a way that, that, uh, that, that, you know, those, those tokens will also use for this new revenue stream. That way, you know, the tokens would be scarcer and therefore go up in price. So, which, which should be what your, your point of building when you build is, your point is to sort of increase token utility. So sometimes like developing another revenue stream can, can uh, sort of be on the opposite side of this. Okay, Jason, thanks for that. I think that, that was a, a, that answered the question spot on. Uh, you know, don't serve two masters, be focused on your project and, and, and build the value there. Okay, our second question comes in from uh, Alexi, who's, uh, yep, who's been accepted. Alexi, go for it. Hi. Uh, so my question is quite funny in nature there. I really want to know, like, since the market is going down and it's bearish, right, and we're talking about tokenomics there, is there a way that we can make a project where we can play up on bear market? Uh, the project can what on the bear market? Can you could you say the last part of your question again, please? So I see what I really want to understand that is there a way where we can develop a project which rather than say making money upon the bulls can help make people money upon the bear market as far as economics is concerned. Uh, actually, I I mean I don't I don't think so, right? Because uh, because it, it's not a question of like making money. That there, there's no like. Uh, tokens go up in value they go up in value when you you know you increase utility in the system so there's no no correlation whereby your token could go up in value i mean in 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 a bear market anyways it's going to be very very difficult to 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 have your token go up in value and and i don't see how you could make it make a system whereby you know people benefit from the fact that it's a bear market because generally speaking you know uh it means in a bear market there's not a lot of funds in the industry in the first place so uh all projects are struggling there's no sort of okay uh that's voice of a project sorry go ahead project yeah since you mentioned that it's about the utility of the project that can actually uh raise the price prices in the market for any any project right so uh so how is like the tokenomics relevant there to be very honest if it's just a utility we're looking at and how does that work like if it's just utility and there is just tokenomics on the other end and it's a utility that's actually raising the prices there so what importance does tokenomics bring bring to a project token okay. um jason if you 
if you're answering that, we, we've lost you for a little bit. If you would like to stop that again, Alexi, that'll be the last question that we have for the evening. Yeah, I don't uh, really... Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I, I can now. I can now. Go for it. Yeah, so what I was saying is that tokenomics is of primary importance to any project because that is your business model. So uh, what is a company without its business model? It doesn't exist, right? So your tokenomics is basically uh, uh, articulating your business model yeah, from the perspective of, of of tokens. So like if if your if your business model is you know uh, selling tickets to watch a movie, uh, your your token model is selling tokens to watch that movie. So like how you construct that, those tokens and how you build value in that token, particularly if that token is scarce, is of primary importance uh, to, to your business. And in fact, like that determines your entire market cap. Excellent. Yeah, I think that that, that answers the question, Jason, in, in terms of, you know, um, you don't have a that if you don't have your utility, of course, you, you, you don't have a business. And that's what the to tokenomics showed everybody. So. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we, we have for this show today. But Jason, before you leave us, is are there any final thoughts uh, that you'd like to share with us uh, you know, or, and to people across the world when it comes to tokenomics? Just a, a quick, uh, you know, quick thought. Sure. So I said this earlier uh, about how you, know, you can have a good company tokenomics uh, and so you know you have uh, a lot of investors when they look at a company they they get uh, they get enamored by a bunch of other stuff that that implies that the company will do really well so like partnerships and mm -hmm. this and that uh, and, and and then they don't quite focus as much as they should on how those things uh, uh, impact the, the the token price, right? So the question that like right. a company, an investor should always be going back to, and then obviously you as a company should think of is how does this increase my token price? How does this result? What I'm saying right now, how does this result in my my token becoming scarcer and thus increasing in price? So like everything from a perspective of of an investor has to be about like what how does this impact? Uh, the, the 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 scarcity of the token in the market, right? And not just oh, this is really pretty. They've got a, these really great, like famous partnerships. Uh, the question is, how does that impact yeah. the token? And and that's sort of the primary thing that you have to think about. Right. So so there you have it. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, that that was uh, Jason with his insight on tokenomics, sharing with us the fact that it's absolutely fundamental if you want to have a successful Web3 company, no matter what sort of market that you're in, focus on your tokenomics and it will take you to the, the heights that your, your company deserves to be. So Jason, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. We will see you again next week at the same time and the same place. This is JP from Adlunum INC speaking to you about Web3. Have a good day. Cheers. Thanks, everybody, for coming. All right. Cheers, Jason. Thanks for being here. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum, the first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles.